0: Your business gets to a certain size and the cracks start to emerge. Things you used to do in a day, they're taking a week. You have too many manual processes. You don't have one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000, 25, 1. 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. So you get a customized solution for all of your kpis key performance indicators and one efficient system with one source of truth manage risk get reliable forecasts and improve margins everything you need to grow all in one place having all of your business's information in one place is a powerful thing because it allows you to make better decisions which is why netsuite's unprecedented offer to make this possible is something to take advantage of Don't wait. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance, absolutely free at netsuite.com slash strange. That's netsuite.com slash strange to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash strange. If you love one strange thing and you're looking for another podcast to binge, Let us tell you about Strange and Unexplained, with Daisy Egan. Do you believe in ghosts? How about Bigfoot? Do you think it's strange and fascinating that a four-year-old in Oklahoma could look at a black and white picture of a man from the 1930s and say, that was me before, and then provide actual verifiable details of the man's life? If so, Strange and Unexplained with Daisy Egan is about to be your favorite podcast. Daisy is a Tony Award-winning actor, writer, and true crime fanatic, but she's also a skeptic. Each week, she looks at real stories of hauntings, disappearances, UFO encounters, the Bermuda Triangle, near-death experiences, and anything else that feels just beyond what we can easily make sense of. She is your guide into the inexplicable details of these stories. But she's also like, show me the receipts. So if you want to dive into the unexplained, check out Strange and Unexplained with Daisy Egan. Find Strange and Unexplained with Daisy Egan wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Laura Norton. And this is One Strange Thing, the show where we search the nation's news archives for stories that can't quite be explained. It's been well established that nursery rhymes and songs—London Bridge, Ring Around the Rosie, that kind of thing— Likely have some truly terrible origins, like bubonic plagues, and weirdly, complaints about various taxation systems. Read up on Baba Black Sheep and Jack and Jill if you want to know more. If we were to get into it, we'd honestly need a much longer show. In any case, there's a certain bird that pops up in a number of these poems and rhymes, and it's that bird that we're concerned with today. No, not geese, blackbirds. Maybe you've heard this ditty. Sing a song of six a pocket full of rye. Four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. alleged Henry VIII subplot here that could keep you busy for at least 15 minutes but it's that blackbird that catches our attention not a crow not a raven nothing that portends doom not usually anyway that nose snipping bird and sing a song of sixpence was probably a eurasian blackbird but here in the US others are more common Several very confident bird-watching websites tell us there are at least 16 types, depending on how pedantic you're being. In that vein, please check our source page and address any qualms with that count to not us. Please. For the purposes of our story, imagine whatever kind of blackbird you like, so long as it's small and migratory and tends to hang out in flocks in the winter. That last part is important, because those flocks, they can get very, very big. The University of Delaware even describes super flocks as fairly common. Quote, A flock of blackbirds so colossal that they block out the sun sounds like something straight out of a Hitchcock thriller, but it's a common wintertime phenomenon in Delaware. Maybe you've seen such a flock passing through your neighborhood, alighting in a park or yard, to search for food or absolutely ruin a freshly washed car. But even when you don't see them, they can be in town. That's especially true if it's winter and you live in the southern region of the United States. BB Arkansas is a little town in the middle northeast portion of the state It's home to a university and was hit by a particularly nasty tornado in 1999. But its real claim to fame, or perhaps its essential weirdness, was an event that took place in 2011. BB, a town of less than 8,000, might be a perfectly lovely place to live if you're a human, or possibly a dog. But based on the event that made headlines in January 2011, it is a terrible town in which to be a blackbird. Just a few days into the new year, reports made their way across newswires. Something strange was up in BB, or more precisely, was down. That is, an entire flock of blackbirds had died en masse, and experts weren't sure why. All anyone knew in the early morning of January 1st was that, per THX News, quote, a one-mile area was covered with about 5,000 blackbirds. That same article quotes Keith Stevens, communications director with Arkansas Game & Fish. He told THX, I got a call around 2 o'clock in the morning. That was the first inkling that something strange had happened. I was thinking that maybe this was a practical joke strangers, it was not a joke. According to BB residents, the birds had begun falling sometime after midnight, and there were more people up to see them than there might have been on average. After all, it was New Year's Eve. One local who'd been outside at a party talked to a New York Times reporter. One of them almost hit my best friend in the head. We went inside after that. Another told THX, I come out here and seen a bird drop. By morning, it was a horrifying scene. Scores of tiny carcasses littered a good portion of the town, and no one was sure why. As the dazed and probably hungover citizens of BB looked on, scientists and local government officials got to work. Nearly every article on the phenomenon features the same photo, serious figures in hazmat suits, collecting sad little specimens to be studied in high-tech labs. According to the BBC, several theories were floated in the early hours of the investigation. Some suggested that the birds could have been poisoned. After all, blackbirds are sometimes considered to be pests and that's not unheard of, but that doesn't explain why they would have flown at night Per the Wall Street Journal, they wouldn't do so without some provocation, and if they did startle and take off, they'd move fast, quote, 30 to 40 miles an hour. That could equal trouble, if the birds had faced a threat that was material, an object, or something driving them toward one. The BBC also cited other circumstances that could lead to large-scale death, like extreme weather. But there hadn't been bad weather on New Year's Eve. So if something environmental had affected the birds, it would need to be isolated. Per BBC, something like, quote, a microburst or a strong downdraft of wind. That had certainly happened in the past. The weather itself could do damage to small birds, or it could drive them into objects which could in turn cause injury the citizen sleuths in our audience can probably guess the next possibility. There were those who thought that, to find the answer, experts only had to look at the date of the event, New Year's Eve. Plenty of fireworks on that night. And, per The Guardian, quote, A local fireworks display could have startled the birds so badly that they were unable to prevent themselves from flying into trees, pylons, and houses. When a large flock startles, a large flock flies, and, perhaps, falls. It would take scientists a few days to examine the birds, and that left plenty of time for conspiracies to develop. Was this some sign of portending doom? Or, as the BBC said, the flock opalypse? Were blackbirds facing mass extinction? Was something going wrong in Arkansas? it certainly looked that way. The birds in B.B. weren't the only wildlife mystery happening around that time. In fact, according to the New York Times, more than 80,000 fish had died in the Arkansas portion of the Ozarks, quote, just a few days before the blackbirds fell in B.B. That event was still being investigated when the flock in B.B. died. As you might imagine, the internet had thoughts on the matter. We checked the comments on a few blog posts and articles covering the events, all published right around the time of the BB Flock death. Here are some of our favorites. My guess would be that this particular event is the result of a radio-type signal similar to those which were tested in the World War II era. I know they say that this has happened before but i have never seen anything quite like it seems to me like maybe some experiment is going on just seems too ironic that all of the same kind of fish and then all the same birds as well all at the same time come on there either has to be a scientific reason for it or some experiment or let's just go all out and say hey is there some kind of alien invasion thing going on here? Strange. I hope it's not HAARP or some kind of weather control sabotage. I don't believe it's fireworks, as some headlines have suggested. This morning, I read how a river in Canada turned bright green. I strongly believe that some gamma ray burst is the real cause of all this. Do we really want to know the truth? Can we really handle the truth? Would we even believe the truth if it hit us in the face? Watch the movie V for Vendetta. And the sampling you just heard isn't even representative of all the comments we saw focused on the Antichrist. Since 2021 has already been a pretty exhausting year, we thought we'd give you a break and skip those. In any case... The theorists were just getting warmed up when the experts came back with their findings. After studying dozens of samples, they judged the birds to have suffered internal injuries. Basically, per The Guardian, blunt force trauma. And, according to Smithsonian Magazine, scientists felt that they knew what had caused the deaths. Fireworks. Or, rather, the effects of fireworks. According to NPR... Arkansas does like its fireworks, especially a type called the cannon, a very loud variety that could startle just about anyone. There were plenty going off in Beebe that night, and combined with an unusually large flock roosting in town, it was a recipe for disaster. Or so the scientists said. Honestly, they came off as rather strained. Apparently... They've been fielding a lot of calls from a lot of people who had their own theories on what might have happened to the Blackbirds. But the testiest quote of all came from the Smithsonian's own curator, Gary Graves, who was a major source for the article. He said that he thought fireworks were the answer all along. People have sent me some very strange stories and links. It's just preposterous the fantastic things people believe. What astounds me, as a scientist, is that people want to find some kind of extraordinary cause for the most mundane things. Oftentimes, the simplest explanation is the correct one, and if you can't disprove the simplest explanation, there's no need to go to a more extraordinary one. The blackbird fireworks theory seemed borne out the next year, when another flock of blackbirds died in Bibi on December 31st. According to ABC News, this time, it was about 100 birds, and experts thought that they'd been startled by fireworks again. And what's worse, they suspected that, this time, it had been done on purpose. Authorities thought that some cruel prankster had set out to reenact the event. This person or persons had found a roost, likely set off a loud rocket or cannon, and boom, flock obelipsed. According to WMC5TV, the town's response was to ban fireworks. And as for the fishpocalypse, or maybe the epoch of fish, you pick, it was blamed on disease. Since only one variety died, that seemed to make sense. So, it would seem the events of 2011 weren't so mysterious after all. Much flapping and squawking about nothing, you might say. A strange event, sure, but with a simple answer. Except for one strange thing. Hey there, strangers. I want to tell you about a podcast that I think you'll like. It's called The Dead Files from Travel Channel. On the Dead Files, Amy Allen and Steve Tishabi investigate paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the United States. Amy and Steve come from two totally different perspectives when they investigate. Amy is a medium. She sees and speaks to dead people and uses this skill to find out why someone might be haunting a place. Steve is a retired homicide detective. He tackles the case from the other end of the spectrum and uses public records and witness accounts to piece together the history of a haunted location. On every episode, Steve and Amy investigate a different real haunting to help the family struggling with its effects. On one episode in Falconer, New York, a family keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They also see a shadow figure lurking around their home. They call Amy and Steve to investigate. Amy uses her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. Separately, Steve finds out the history of the house from the townspeople and in public records. He finds that several people who lived in this house died, which matches Amy's findings. At the end of the episode, Steve and Amy share their findings and make a recommendation on whether it's safe to stay in the house or time to get out. There are so many crazy stories on The Dead Files, and what's interesting about Emi and Steve is that they investigate the hauntings from two totally different perspectives. Really, this is the perfect podcast for fans of One Strange Thing. All the paranormal activity that you love, and the great research that you've come to rely on. So, listen to The Dead Files, wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe fireworks were to blame in Arkansas, and that's no mystery, right? But BB wasn't the only place where birds fell that day, or week, or month. Actually, if you start counting from New Year's Eve 2010, there are at least 14 recorded events of mass avian death across the globe, more than any other 21st century year that we've managed to find on record. At least seven of those events took place in the United States. There could be more. We don't claim to have a handle on every unexplained event. We leave that to the folks who comment on news articles, as they seem to have a lot of free time. Of the 14 events we noted, BB accounts for two, the ill-fated New Year's Eve blackbirds of 2010 and 2011 that put a damper on two separate town celebrations. Of the remaining seven on our list, there are another two events with viable explanations and a few with a, well, maybe we know, expert statements floating around, but no, for sure, resolution. According to Reuters, in at least one case, in Tennessee, hundreds of birds were discovered too late for cause of death to be established at all. Of the other events... One actually took place not so far from Arkansas and probably right around the same time as the December 31st, 2010 events in Beebe. The officials are a little sparse on the details. They're sparse on everything, actually, but we do know this. In western Kentucky, a large flock of blackbirds died, and officials weren't able to pin down a cause. Per Fox 19, there were several hundred birds found near the Murray State University campus. Officials had, quote, ruled out poison and disease. They had not ruled out natural factors like the micro-weather events that had been considered in Beebe. Based on the reporting, they just weren't sure. And then, further south, in Louisiana, there was another flock death. Per ABC... The flock death outside Baton Rouge occurred on Sunday or Monday, so January 2nd or 3rd, not New Year's Eve. In addition, these birds, they were in a more rural area and largely landed on the highway, not a place where they would have encountered fireworks. The scientists who spoke with ABC thought the birds had hit a power line, but again, They felt that there must have been some event that incited the birds to fly into the line at night when they would not have otherwise been in motion. What could it have been? They didn't offer any guesses. These were also blackbirds of various types. Blackbirds should perhaps reconsider flying south for the winter. Then again, the cold climates might not have been much better. Of the unexplained mass bird deaths, three happened on the same day, January 5th, 2011. One of those events took place in the decidedly northern country of Sweden. There, the birds were also black, though of a larger variety. The Swedish flock was one of the most widely reported cases. According to the BBC, there were at least 100 carcasses on a road, with both internal and external injuries, though the latter could have come from traffic. The majority of the birds, however, had not been run over, and thus their injuries could not be explained by cars. How they got there, the inciting incident, was unknown, Per the BBC, there had not been any storms or significant fireworks reported. This next case is one of those maybe-we-have-an-answer ones. We'll let you decide. According to the HuffPost, in Italy, also on January 5th, turtle doves from hundreds to thousands, depending on the estimate, fell from the sky like, sorry, quote, Christmas balls. According to a later HuffPost article, scientists eventually decided these birds might have actually died from overeating, which made us feel a little better. Until they pointed out that readers should certainly not worry that, quote, the hundreds of dead birds in Italy were reported after dozens of dead birds were found in Sweden and millions of dead fish in Maryland surfaced alongside similar fish kills in Brazil and New Zealand, among others an estimated 40,000 dead crabs were also reported to have washed ashore on England's beaches. And that article wasn't even counting Arkansas. No wonder the comment sections on those articles were an absolute mess. So began a year that, as far as we can tell, was among the worst in modern history for birds. Now... Dozens of experts pointed out in 2011, and have kept pointing out, each time birds die en masse, that these events are not as rare as we might imagine. Flocks have crashed into the Empire State Building, or been caught up in storms, or startled by all sorts of human-made noise. But no matter what they tell us, there's something just, well, essentially and fundamentally weird. About birds falling from the sky by the dozens or hundreds or thousands. And when it's similar birds and similar circumstances in a short time frame? Well, if we think about that for too long, we'll be the ones leaving the comments on articles about 5G and microwaves and whether TikTok is affecting the quality of the soil. And if something is causing the birds' deaths, is it the moon, solar flares, our own terrible loans taken out on the planet coming due with interest? It's so easy to see patterns, especially when there's no clear answer. No wonder people begin connecting dots, whether or not the lines actually meet. And as for the residents of BB, Arkansas... Plenty of folks there are committed to the mystery, even though experts insist that the event, or rather, those events if you count the smaller 2012 bird deaths, have been explained and should be filed under solved. Still, residents have adopted blackbirds as, well, mascots. Per THX News, the local road race was even named for BB's strangest claim to fame, The Fallen Blackbird, 5K. We hope you'll join us next time for another real-life story from the fine print of America's local papers. From the lives of regular people, just like you and me, except for one strange thing. Oh, and strangers. One Strange Thing is an entirely independent production. To support the show and hear more of the entirely true and enticingly peculiar, join us over on Patreon. There, you'll get ad-free early releases of our regular episodes, full-length bonus episodes, and plenty of other fun content, all for $5 a month. We hope you'll check it out. There's a link in our show notes.